Hi, everyone, and welcome to the timingresearch.com crowd forecast news for January 9th, 2020, uh, 2023, <laughs> new year. Uh, first uh, crowd forecast news of the new year. And uh, we are recording this at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and this is episode number 372. Uh, my name is David Cosmeter. I'm the creator of timingresearch.com. And today I have arranged for Fausto Puglisi to join us again. It's been a little while, so great to have him back. And also Anka Metcalf is with us. And the option professor is back to moderate. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him. Okay, great. Uh, thanks uh, for uh, the intro here and great to be with everybody today. We've had a lot of action in the last 48 hours. So we got two great pros to talk about uh, what's been going on and what their views are going forward. Before we get started, let's introduce everybody. So we're going to start out with Anka Metcalf. Anka, for the people that are not familiar with you, a little background on yourself and your company. First of all, thank you so much, Jim. And thank sure. you, David, for having me here today. And Happy New Year, everybody. My mm -hmm. name is Anka Metcalf. I'm the CEO and founder of TradeOutLoud.com, which is a trading education firm that is specialized in educating individuals how to day trade and swing trade and actively invest in the market, whether it's equities or futures. I've been doing this professionally for over 20 years, and I come with 10 plus years in investment banking. I run a swing trading service for stocks and ETF since 2020. I also run a trading room for futures since 2017. And uh, we do provide, like I said, trading education for stock trading, for day trading and for investing. I like to specialize in high velocity moves. I don't know if you heard Jim earlier mentioning that this market is tailor-made for uh, the first hour or a couple hours move. So yeah, this is pretty much in a nutshell. Uh, you can find me at uh, tradeoutloud.com. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that uh trading in the first couple of hours, because today, obviously, it was tailor-made for it. Uh, Fausto Puglisi is back with us again. Uh, he's got an outstanding firm that he works with. A little background on yourself and uh, what's going on at your company? Uh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me again. Uh, yeah, sure. my name is Fausto Puglisi, president and founder of Cybertrain University. I've been doing this for over 30 years. Can't believe how time flies. <laughs> uh, I'm one of the original day traders, uh, Soz Band, as they used to call us. Um, basically, teach people thousands of traders around the world. We, we do all education for some of the top trading firms in the industry, you know, like Thinkorswim, TradeStation, yada, yada, all of them. Uh, we run a professional day trading room that I started uh, back in the early 90s, been doing it ever since. We have several instructors that work for us. We specialize in coaching, uh, more or less not teaching how to make money, more or less teaching people how to stop losing it. That's really our motto. Right. Once, you learn, once you learn how to stop doing that, everything's pretty much easier, but kind of focus on day trading and swing trading, just make your money for the day and then just enjoy life. You know, it's a great job, but you got to know how to play the game and that's why we're here. We're here to teach you how to do it. Yeah. And a big thing is risk management because the gains will take care of themselves, but you got to make sure you uh, watch those things that aren't working so well, right? Oh my God. That's, you could, no that's like, uh, you know, that's the biggest problem everyone has. They go out yeah. there, they, they just, they'd like to talk about winners, but don't realize it, that it's the losers that really put you in trouble. And that's what we really kind of focus more. And that's why a lot of coaching uh, is very important that we do. And a lot of, you know, kind of working with a good team of traders that do exactly what you're doing. So do you also, uh, you, you use automation quite a bit, so there's not a lot of uh, emotion in it. Uh... You know, that, that that's a very, you know, it's a great question. You know, uh -huh. that sometimes you have to, if you feel like you're not that disciplined um, to go out there and put your limit orders, I mean, obviously, hardest thing to teach someone is more of the, 
the greed factor and, you know, the discipline factor. So, you know, when we kind of trade and we teach more on the direct access platforms, you know, and you're using a lot of these ECNs like, you know, trading on the NASDAQ market, Archipelago, you know, you got to always try to put your limit orders out there and just try to get executed. You got to sell into demand and you got to buy into supply, which is kind of the opposite most people do. But you know, you know, you got, it's not about those home runs, about those base hits. Yeah, a lot of people talk about being a liquidity provider. And uh, basically, that's what you're kind of saying is when the market's going crazy on the upside and everybody seems to be buying, somebody's providing liquidity for all those people. And sometimes that's a better way to go than just uh, the way everything is going. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What about scheduling time, uh, Fausto? You know, uh, I know like in Anka's case, she likes to you know, focus on the first couple of hours with you know, some of her business. Do you um, encourage people to you know, have a scheduled time that they're going to put onto this stuff so that it gives them some discipline? Absolutely. Like we start trading in our room uh, right around 730 in the morning, Eastern time. People mm-hmm. start getting in there because you get programmed trading that kicks in pre-market around eight o'clock, 830 and nine o'clock. But that 8 a.m. move is a pretty big one where a lot of the, a lot of program trading kicks in. Now, I know a lot of people might not know they even have access to the pre-market, but, you know, there are a lot of trading firms that look forward for people putting orders because their orders won't get executed until the market opens up. So you know, we do a lot of our trades in the pre-market and, you know, depending on your experience, obviously, yeah. uh, you know, if you're not that experienced, sometimes, you know, the spreads could be a little bit big, uh, but a lot of the stocks that we trade are obviously in a big percentage gainers and losers that are most active stocks that you'll see in today. You know, though, like we'll talk a little bit about them today. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of them that are moving today, like Moderna, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, Boyle. It was a couple of good stocks. Some of them, were a couple of buyouts too. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond was moving pretty decently in pre-market. But, you know, the whole idea is just having that volatility, you know, you can get in out of it. Just make your days pay. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start out with our question of the day on Mondays, which is, uh, where do we think the S&P will close on Friday from the today's open? Now, today we opened on the cash SPX at 39.10. And obviously, we're 27 points above that now about. So um, where do you think, Anka, we will close on Friday? Will we be higher than 39.10, the same or lower? And what's your conviction level? All right. Uh, I think that it's going to close at 39.90 to 4,000. And uh, my bias is about 85 to 90%. Yeah. Getting above that 38.75 was a big thing for me. And of course, if the CPI come number uh, comes out with a big break in it, you know, that could be what lets the dogs out. Um, with regards to Fauso, how are you feeling? Um, I'm kind of feeling the same way. I mean, after seeing what happened on Friday and see what's yeah. going on today, I mean, yeah. like, I always see that a lot of people uh, like to close out their positions and book their tax losses, whatever it is. Or like, for example, like today, you're starting to see a lot of mergers coming in over this weekend. Now we're going to the new year, yeah. but we're getting a little bit of a bull market. I've noticed that too. And I'll, yeah. I'll be focused right around the same price, right around that 4,000. Yeah. And, um, you know, the beginning of the year, every Tom, Dick, and Harry who has a client is telling them to put money to work, right? Well, they got to book, they got to get their commission. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I mean, you know, they got to be cash and they got to be sure they stick in there. So I don't think wanna... it's, yeah, it's not coincidental that in December, uh, before the end of the year, we had a nice uh, rally to get the end of the year people in. And now we have the January effect uh, that they want to get done. So I think the bigger risk in this account uh, is probably in February. 
Yeah, listen, you know, I was a stockbroker when I first got started. It's how I learned yeah. to become a trader. I'm like, I hated it because yeah. you're just a glorified salesman. But right. listen, it's like it's no different than you going to buy a car and they're like, why do they try to always give you the deal like the last day of the month? You know what right. I mean? It's like it's like the end of the year. They're trying to close out the year, and that's what yeah. you have. That's like like I just said earlier. There's yeah. just so many. I haven't seen so many mergers come out this weekend on a Monday like today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what's going on. And uh, again, like I say, I thought getting above 3875 uh, was kind of a big thing. And so uh, it did that pretty well. And now um, it's had us pretty good time. OK, uh, with regards to uh, what uh, fundamental and technical things are you guys looking at to kind of make you feel like these things are going to happen? Anka, what uh, what uh, what are you looking at that's making you feel uh, do you want to share a screen, anything like that or? Uh, of course. Yeah. Um, we like to put uh, the visual in with the verbal, you know? Of course. Just uh, hold on a sec. Okay. And also you can discuss, like I say, a little bit of your methodologies as well, which is nice. All right. Okay. Can you guys see the screen? We can see it. Lovely. All right. All right. So this is the, uh, this is the SPS, uh, SPS chart, the daily chart. And uh, this is what I'm looking at for this week in particular, but we can also use a uh, higher time horizon. And it's very interesting what I'm seeing in the market because uh, so we have the low here, but the low came in very technical into the 200 SMA. You know how much I love the 200 SMA using mm -hmm. the 200 simple moving average. Mm -hmm. More so, we also had a minor support zone exactly into this area. We had a prior high from 2020, from August 2020, and we pretty much came in. And we bounced from a kind of like this area. And then when we came back, we really tested the 200 SMA and this prior pivot for the second time. And it was also so psychological because it came like into the 3,500. So it really loved the whole number area. And then it rotated, it went higher. It also created this downtrend. So to begin with, we had high, we had lower high, we had lower high, we had lower high. So we established a downtrend. But if you take a step back and if you look at the pattern, if you look at the pandemic low and the high that we had earlier in 2021, and actually we had a brand new high in SPX, I believe on January 3rd in 2021. So that was like a year ago. Um, and uh, what we're seeing right now is basically, oh, sorry, 2022, okay? So <laughs> mm -hmm. right. So with right. the new year. Okay. All right. So if you take a look back and if you see it, right, this is also a very shallow retracement. I know it's very volatile. I mean, look at the size of the candles that we have and the shape of the candles that we have to the left-hand side and take a look at the right-hand side here. It's like crazy. We have all of these, uh, you know, bottomy tails, topping tails, really solid price action. And the bars are really wide, which means that we have really large move throughout the trading days, throughout the trading sessions. And we came in to retest this low right here, which would be, let's say, more or less about 50% retracement from the pandemic low. Well, that's not too bad. And in my book, that's pretty good, healthy retracement. Now, there is something happening right now that is super interesting. And you mentioned the base that finally you were looking at a level of SPX breaking above the range that we have been in almost for an entire month. Where I really like the fact is that we rotated here. And this was a major, major move right here because this is week one, week two, week three in which we consolidated. You could see this candle, which is a little bit taller, taking out the highs here. And this is last Friday following the numbers that came out. It pushed the price a little bit higher, closing above the 10 EMA. And today we have the continuation higher. I think the big line in the sand is going to be into that 39.90 area that I mentioned earlier right. because we may have a little bit of, you know, um, let's say, 
um cheer of going you know following that january effect and cheer of going into that uh into this trend line again because it right. was every single time when we came back down to retest support every single time we came and re retested this uh this downtrending resistance but the truth of the matter is that the dow is actually a lot stronger so i can um i can show the chart a little bit later on but i, I want to wrap this up first so we do have the technical uh the technical let's say void to go into this trend line what is very interesting is actually onto the daily chart why well because we had a big base over here as expected we had the reaction of the 200 simple moving average and we also had the reaction from the resistance of from the high from september and that was a big deal the price action was unable to take out those highs so the price action you know once it broke below the range it wanted to stabilize and it kind of used this uh area to stabilize in into the whole number again this is the 3800 number so as you can see from this technical pattern we have this low which on the weekly is the 200 simple moving average and it's also a minor support minor support only happens in uptrends that's why when i talked about the weekly and when i talked about the macro look this is a low this is a high this is a 50 percent retracement yeah i know it's pulling back into a downtrending motion but still it's holding that I would say average of 50%. I didn't use any fibs or anything like that. Yeah. But 50% is just, you know, kind of like 50% is not even a fib number. It's a measurement from swing high to swing low. Mm -hmm. What I like here is that we have the bottom, we have a higher low, and we have a higher low. We try to hold this higher low. We couldn't, we broke down. And then again, here, this represents right now the new high low. So we're trying to strive to make higher lows. Well, in my book, if we have a low and two higher highs and two higher lows we're really trying to make uh, uh to change the trend this is going to be very significant we already have the confirmation of the second pivot that it has rotated already and very significant rotation that we had on the weekly chart so this is very strong and pointing into the change in the trend direction now you know the big deal is going to be on friday because we have uh, uh yeah, earnings I mean, uh, are gonna kick mm -hmm. in yeah mm -hmm. yeah Oh, the earnings, right? And then on Thursday, we got the CPI. Exactly. Um, I got a, I got a quick question for you, though. The Williams percentage is getting a little on the high side, isn't it? Yes, it can stay in the high side for a relatively long period of time. So okay. here it had, a again, I like to use it uh, mainly on the weekly uh, then rather than the daily, but okay. it could stay into the highs for a very long time. It depends okay. on the trend. So for example, here, it stayed for a really long time from November 16th all the way until the pullback. Uh, that was in uh, August 30th, 2021, yeah. uh, into the core of the, uh, of the move and then back up. So you can see that these coincide with these particular moves right here. So it could yeah. stay. So once it's setting onto the trend line, it could stay there for a very, very long period of time. I like to look for divergence when I'm using the William percentage. Right. So, yeah. At this point, it doesn't. Otherwise, really, it's not that helpful, really. Yeah, it's not that helpful. Yeah, yeah. it's not that helpful at, at this moment. Right. Right. All right. Well, that looks pretty good. And uh, Fausto, do you want to uh, share your chart and give a little idea on what you're seeing uh, behind the curtain? Yeah, sure. Let me uh, let me get my screen up and running. Sure, we got sure. going on here. All right. So basically, uh, you know, I've been focusing more. You know, I don't really, as a day trader, I don't really use indicators. I kind of like focused more on the high frequencies, the dark pools, and stuff like that. So like today, we had a nice little run up in Mara. A lot of the crypto stocks really running. Coin, yeah. 
And obviously, yeah. Mara's like being a lot of the blockchain. You can see Mara had a really nice move here from 420 right at the gate and ran from 420 um, all the way up to about 520. I mean, you have to do the math. People don't realize that. You bought a thousand shares of that stock. Yeah, great percentage. That, that's a that's that's a dollar. It's a thousand, a quarter million dollar salary. So people yeah. don't it's realize huge. it. Yeah. No, it, it goes. But the big thing is, if you notice, it stopped um, right around here, around this 520 and uh, 550, uh, 510. So um, the big thing that we kind of use. I don't know if anyone here has ever watched me on Nasdaq, but Nasdaq has me a regular guest at the at the exchange talking about Nasdaq Book Viewer. And, you know, this is basically what you're looking at is you have like a seat on the exchange. So you work on the floor and you want to see where all the institutions are, whatever. This is one. This is, so this is, is this similar to the old specialist book almost? Yes. Yes. Uh, very. It's like, it's, a, it's almost like instant you know, yeah, yeah. the difference is now, like when we got started, we had to pay a couple of million bucks to have a seat in the New York stock exchange. Now yeah. you don't have to pay for it. Now it's like right. $15. So if you look, yeah. So yeah. if you look right here, do I, got, do I got crayons? Yeah, I do. I got crayons. Yeah. Hold on. Just get my crayons out here. I can draw a little bit. So you can see right here, you see 520 right there. There's uh -huh. a 37, 39,000 share seller. Wow. So that guy right there is, is this right here. So let me move this over so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, that's why it's having a very tough time breaking this resistance. Okay. Now, this is just NASDAQ. Now, another big thing that we use too, um, which is another pretty cool tool, this is called, um, this is our level four. So you could see here that book viewer, um, you could see here that this, this is like more of an aggregated of other exchanges added to a more of a chart platform. And you could see we're getting a ladder effect. You could see right here at $4, there was a 74,000 share buyer. And then all of a sudden you could see it bidding up, bidding up, bidding up, bidding up. And now we're starting to hit this resistance levels right around here around 520. Right. So, you know, the big and thing- then they're hit, And they're hitting it with some volume at that level too, huh? Exactly. And yeah. you got to remember the way things go up, the way things go up and go down that everyone has to understand is supply and demand. Yeah. So I just kind of focus on, okay, where are the buyers, where are the sellers. I don't try to, you know, our, my, I, you know, our traders don't look at it and try to analyze the stock as in, you know, the book value or anything. We just want to make our days pay and you're pretty much done. And, and, and there's a lot of them like that. We're just looking at Mara. Uh, Coinbase did the same thing today. You could see coin had a really big pop. And what's big about this one is that, when we started early this morning around 9:30, right around $36. I mean, this stock ran from 35 up to 39. And but the difference between this one, you could see the sellers were getting executed. They constantly got executed. These are big orders. Doesn't sound like a lot, but they're like 3,500, 5,000. Um, but the but they were getting executed, and it really started building up right around here, around close to the 39. And if I bring up, and this is a $40 stock, so 5,000 shares on 40 bucks is a decent amount of money. Right. So that's why it's a, see, that's why it's always like as traders, you know, it's all about less risk, more reward. We don't care mm -hmm. what we trade. We just want to make money. Right. And why I got to go out there and buy a thousand shares of a $40 stock and risk 40,000 when I could trade $5 and risk only 5,000. That's where people get this misconception where they think you need a lot of money to trade to do this. And I'm like, no, it's like, does it matter what you trade if you made days pay? But anyway, getting back to coin, you yeah. could see right here. As we're working down the NASDAQ exchange, you could see there are 200 shares, 500 shares, a little bit more detailed on the data, you know, other than looking on the chart. But we're really looking at these big, big block orders that mm -hmm. we'll see. Mm -hmm. And when we bring it up over here and we look at coin, you could see how it like it's really kind of having a tough time breaking that 39. And uh, because of those big sellers out there. So there are a lot of them out there that were moving. 
those are moving today. Um, a lot of Chinese stocks are moving today. A lot of oh, education yeah. stocks like EDU, Tau was moving up pretty well. Pretty similar uh, what we're looking at. But every day is, like I said, it's always a, a new adventure just finding out. What about those uh, metals like uh, gold and copper and industrial metals? Uh, well, not uh, how about uh, you know things like copper and gold and silver? They're going pretty good, aren't they? Well, the, I mean, uh, what was it? Good? What, what's, uh, was it POST? That, is yeah, that, that, yeah that, that, that's one of the weaker ones, I thought. I was thinking more along the lines of maybe, uh, I don't know, gold, <clears throat> gold fields, GFI, anything going on there? I personally don't trade any of these specific stocks <clears throat> because right. the problem is is <clears throat> that, first of all, if you look GFI, only trade two, two, 2 million shares, right? What did it yeah. do today? It, it actually went down. It didn't really move. Right. I mean, it went from 12.20 to 12, uh, 12.11.10. Uh, I mean, I would rather trade. I mean, it might move. It did move back in November when it went from eight to like 13. Right. Yes, we would trade it. And you know what? It will pop up on our big percentage gainers. But as of right now, if I had to take my money to, to sit there and trade, if I had to sit at one table versus the other, I'd rather sit right now what's moving. And that would be like, you know, those that are moving today, like the Maras and, and, the, and the Chinese stocks and so on. Now, how, about, uh, how about tomorrow. Bed Bath & Beyond? I mean, that was going bankrupt uh, last week. Is it, is it uh, getting a bid now? So, so you can see Bed Bath & Beyond. <clears throat> this is when the guy killed himself. I don't know if you heard about that. He jumped out the window, the CFO. Right, right, he ran right. the stock right. all the way from like four air, and uh. the thing came down. It had a good move this morning, but it kind of died. Yeah. You know, it started, you could see here in pre-market, you had this big move right here. And then it kind of died. You know, it really didn't go up as much. And uh, like if I bring up Bed Bath & Beyond and show you what's going on here, like on, just on NASDAQ and see what's going on in the exchange, BBBY, you know, you look at all these orders. You could see all these shares, um, 20,000, 30,000. It's a lot of shares that you're going to be dealing with with people in here. You're not going to get that, you know, that 50, 100,000 and everyone else is showing like 200, 300 as equivalent as the other ones that I showed you. Um, but it does move, but today it's it kind of like died. It lost it. It lost its momentum. Yeah. So, uh, those, uh, two of them on the, uh, on the thing that I work with is GBTC and ETHE because they're ETFs. And I saw them very much turning last week. Uh, are they getting a lot of action today? E Which uh, one was that again? ETHE, Ethereum and Your GBTC Ethereum. and GBTC. Yeah. Okay. So the problem with Ethereum, if you look right here, you see, it's got no level two quotes. What does that mean? Okay, so basically, it's not on the Nasdaq National. Okay? okay, when you don't have when you have quotes on here, right. I can't I can't see who's buying and selling. I can see the time and sales. Uh, I can see the chart, but yes. I can't see you know you can't see the orders out there. Like for example, I go on Nasdaq, I type it in there. You see, there's no data. Yeah. So you can't see market makers. You can't see high frequency trades. You can't see Goldman Sachs. Jerkin. So this works on individual issues, not on ETFs and trusts and things like that, right? Right. Well, there are ETFs that do move. I mean, they're, they're you know saying, But do they show up on your bid ass? Yeah, of course. Like, well, you, know, okay. you look at socks. I mean, you, you'd see SOXE. They're out there. Okay. Um, okay. The spies are out there. But like us as day traders, we won't really trade the spies because for, for a, to, to buy a $392,000 stock, yeah. you know, it's a crazy. $992 stock, I'd rather yeah. trade. It's all about risk to reward. You know what I mean? Not right. that they don't move, but you know, there, there are things that got better percentage movement when you have only 1% move when you could trade, like I told you, you know, like Tesla today moved pretty nicely. You right. know, it's up 9%. It's up $10. And, you know, and what's nice about Tesla is, let me show you this, it's pretty cool right here. So Tesla had a 
huge resistance levels right around here, around 23. Yeah. It was roughly about maybe 50,000 shares. The guy got taken out. And once that guy got taken out, I mean, you could see the lines. Look, see the next biggest resistance levels, 193,000 shares. See, what I try to teach everybody is this. You're seeing the future. You're not seeing the past, right? So if you knew that there was 194,000 share seller at 25, what are you going to do? You're going to go long or you going to go, you want to take a profit or you want to go short, yeah. you know? So until someone else takes that, it's not going anywhere. And that's really what we kind of focus on. So not only does it apply towards the day trade, it does apply towards the swing trades. And what about travel like a, a Carnival Cruise or Royal Caribbean? Aren't they going pretty good? Um, Royal, yeah, you know what? They're making a comeback. You know, a yeah. lot of the, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was actually just shopping for a, a, a cruise line just the other day. Now you bring it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And every time I bought to buy something, like if I'm going to Costco or something, I go, like, what's Costco doing today? Whatever it is. Cause yeah. I'm like, cause if I'm doing it, everybody else is doing it. But you know, with that said, yeah, I mean, they, they did make a little bit of a move. They still haven't really made that big jump yet. Um, they did have a nice little run up since July, but you know what? It's only up about 2% today. It's not on my big percentage gainers. Um, they've been a little bit better of a swing trade. And you know what? If you do trade these, um, like CCL, and you trade in at Carnival Cruise, I mean, actually, they are moving pretty nicely today. They are making 52 uh, intraday highs. You yeah. could also look at, you know, you could also look at the airlines because usually they kind of, airlines and cruise lines kind of work pretty similar if that industry is moving. But yeah, I mean, like, they look pretty good. I mean, listen, you got to pick your weapon like anything else. Uh, what about the thing that I've been jumping in is Tiva, TVA, another cheapie. I'm trying to just throw some cheapies out there because cheapies can work out very well. <laughs> wait, wait, what is it again? TEVA. They do. Oh. Um, they do. Oh, uh, Tibia. It's not yeah. doing anything. It, it had a good run up the last couple of days, and I'll show yeah. you what happened here. So you could see it, it was good on Friday. You yeah. can see how nice it moved on Friday. Yeah. See that right there? And, but it kind of like flatlined. It turned into a little bit more of a swing trade. It didn't back off. You know, you could see how it's holding up pretty strong. Uh -huh. um, and, that's, and you could probably see here, TVA, if I bring up NASDAQ, and just because NASDAQ loads up pretty quickly, yeah. you got these 10,000 share buyers out there. You got a lot of sellers out here. You see all the mm -hmm. orders out there. Sure. Versus the buyers out there, there's 90,000. Versus you got over 100,000. But you got a lot more orders out there. It's not really moving too much right now. Um, not been, not it's that, not been bad for me, though, last couple of weeks, that's for sure. No, it moved great. Yeah, great. Nine, it, nine it, to 11 is not something I'm going to uh, turn my nose up. Yeah. But, but just keep in mind, you're getting up to a big, oh, no big resistance level up in August, no and you're yeah. right around there. So yeah. it's up to me. I would careful. take a profit. Yeah, take the money. Take the money. You can always buy it back. Let somebody yeah. else break through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to bust through this thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Let somebody yeah. else do it. Yeah. That's what I was always taught. All right. Well, let me, uh, and by the way, you have a very, very unique uh, information here, which I think is what separates you from many, because obviously this kind of information is not uh, being uh, given out by everybody. So that, that's outstanding. So congratulations yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, listen, I, I was a market maker and that's yeah. basically what we look at. We kind of yeah. just follow where everyone else is and don't try to analyze the market. And we just kind of more focus on the future. And this is where we were talking about earlier about like people not knowing where to get in, get out of positions right. um, and know how to take losses. Because listen, like there's this big buyer here at 120, right? If this thing goes through 120, you got 146,000 shares out there. If somebody takes them out, you know what, like it or not, if I keep dropping and dropping and dropping, you don't have any buyers till you get here to 118, 115. And that's really where it's going to go, like it or not, you yeah. know, unless somebody else is going to show up. So 
that's, that's what makes that in, that's what makes this data very interesting is you're seeing just like the specialist used to see everything you're seeing it and you can see where the gaps are where the volume is right now you know Right. You're looking at yeah. for those gap fills. You're looking at exactly where those orders are, where, yeah. where people already had those defaults. Like you just mentioned earlier to me, you were saying like, would you put a limit order out there? Well, that's what these are. Yeah. These are the, and by the way, these are real orders. I always get people always ask me, oh, how do I know they're real and this and that? And I always go, what do they call that? Spiffing like, or spoofing or something? First of all, spoofing is illegal. Okay. Anyone gets close to spoofing. But I mean, isn't that having to do with like having orders that don't exist or something like that? That, that, that first of all, if anyone gets caught for spoofing, they get hit with millions and millions of dollars. Oh yeah, no millions. doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. So like when people talk about that, you know, and they think that's spoofing, I say, listen, yeah. why don't you come to my trading room? Let's yeah. go buy Tesla at a, at at a hundred at a, a, a you know at, right now that nine hundred ninety thousand shares of your money. You tell me if it's real or not, and see if you get executed. And right. you'll see how spoofed it is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let Anka get in here. And Anka, you have your uh, favorite uh, children, so why don't you uh, explain some of the ones that you're looking at? Can you share your screen, Anka? Yeah, yeah, just on it. Because you're a lady who's got ideas. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that you know there was a good opportunity to get in well while the market was ranging, and uh, when we had that big opportunity uh, in the spies, and we had the great opportunity uh, as well, you know, in the queues. I think one of the biggest breakouts that we literally had and that I've seen is in. But already happened. Like I said, you had to be early. Yeah. So if this show would have been last week, that would have been a good starting point for yeah. these moves. But um, semiconductors were uh, were acting really, really well. So uh, let's go here and um, uh, take a look at this breakout. So again, it had that uh, little, you know, drop. Uh, let's say, you know, like brace breakdown, just like the market did, just like the SPX or spies or any, anything else did. So it was that breakdown. And then this was the breakout back to the upside into the 209 to 10. I mean, take a look at the, uh, take a look at the activity today. Uh, you know, it had a low of 210, high at 220 right now, 10 bucks right now. And it's trading into the 10 EMA. I would watch this very carefully and along with the semi conductor stocks because there were some really great opportunities last week uh, going into this week on semiconductor. So any kind of pullback that could possibly take it to 214 or so, or even back into the 210 and a rotation may take it this time around all the way into the 230. Today, Broadcom, AVGO, yeah. uh, had a massive move, massive, massive breakout. Uh, so the weekly as well, you know, you could see it on the weekly uh, you could see it better on the daily because you could see the consolidation a lot more. You could see that it had massive resistance over here just below the 200 SMA. And once it got above the 200 SMA, and again, we're going back into the discussion of the lows and the higher lows and the higher lows and the higher highs. And once it shifts its directional bias, this was the big, big breakout. And in fact, today it had a beautiful daily rotation that took 
took the price literally by storm just above the MAs here, uh, punched them into resistance, erased the resistance. Oh, I'm sorry. This was on Friday. So uh, again, today, I thought it was a weekly chart for some reason. Uh, I don't have a position in AVGO, by the way. But uh, again, right now, it's back into resistance, but it's just digesting. So the question comes, like, is this range that happened right into this resistance to the left-hand side, was this the range that is really going to uh, take the price above this bigger chunk of price action? I mean, that would be like a really great question. Again, uh, today we have some really great movers. Uh, we had, and all of them are breakouts. Uh, I'm going to give one that is just about happening right now, and that is Cisco. Uh, Cisco was just consolidating just above the uh, uh, prior resistance, nice area above the 200 SMA. I think it's just starting to move a little bit higher, still has a lot of room for 50 bucks. Once it takes out the 50, and if it will take out the 50, earnings will tell, I think. And I think yeah. this is going to be one for earnings. And not before that, but I think it has a lot of potential for 52 and 54 for a little bit longer term. I think it is looking very, very good. And I just want to go back to that BBBY that Fausta was showing earlier. I can't believe that stock is a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, I go, I go I go back and I look at some of these stocks like yeah. like uh, like I bought Carvana. Mm -hmm. and I'm like Carvana. You know, if you go back last year, the thing was like almost four hundred bucks. Yeah. The thing's down to four dollars. I mean, like, and everyone makes these big deal about like, oh, look at you know, Bitcoin was at like seventy seven thousand at six seventeen. I'm like, imagine Bitcoin at four hundred thousand and now it's at four four thousand. I know, know. So it's scary. Well, well, these what is are the symbol these for Carvana? Yeah, CBNA. Okay. CBNA. Okay. I mean, even Roku. Look at Roku. Roku got crushed. Yeah. I mean, like. Oh, yeah. So that's why you can't hold these positions. And that's what I was just trying to tell you earlier when we were talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Like, you got to learn how to take losses sometimes because. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You get, yeah. You get in a situation like some of these things, you can't get out of them. You're like, well, I can't sell it now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why you got to teach people how to lose money, you know? It's not an HODL. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not. I know it's not. <laughs> you know what, what uh, uh, Anka? What do you think of INTC? Obviously, it's uh, gone way, way down. It pays a decent dividend. The P ratio is four, and they're opening up a big plant in Phoenix. I mean, is there any future to this thing? Technically speaking, I like it. I like the consolidation, and where I see a consolidation, you know, like my eyes are popping out because I like consolidation because they're either break out or break down, and you can, you know, juice it up a little bit. And if you see that, hey, it's having a hard time breaking through any kind of first target or resistance, what it is, you know, just put yourself a break even and you have nothing to lose on it. Yeah. But I think it does have, uh, you know, kind of like a good potential. I was uh, watching it earlier on the daily chart and it was kind of appealing. And I also like it from this uh, standpoint, it could squeeze, I think, to the 20 SMA, uh, to the uh, 200 SMA here into the $32 to $33. And then this is going to be the big question mark. Because if it's going to pop above this, then yeah, I could squeeze a little bit more. I like it. So yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this is one that you get paid a good uh, dividend. And if they do have a future to them, obviously uh, 20 looks yes. a lot better than uh, 
25 or whatever looks a lot better than uh, whatever it used to. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes, I think. And as we're looking at into a lot of stocks that have not really engaged into massive breakouts, you know, last year, you know, they're still grinding. PayPal is still um, not PayX, PayPal, PYPL, PYPL. Here we go. Uh, PayPal is, again, one of these stocks that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, kind of like that Intel, kind of like that. I'm not going to say Carvana, but it's kind of like looking like it wants to squeeze a little bit. This is the weekly. So it's forming a clear double bottom formation. So I think that there is a lot of opportunity in these stocks that have been really beat up. And I think this is part of the January effect that people may start wanting to, uh, you know, dip their toes. And I'm, I mean, my people, I mean, the big investors, not me and you, right? but, you know, sitting at home and watching because we don't have that power power to lift stocks, but uh, definitely I think that they may be looking at say, hey, you know what, PayPal may be, you know, um, you know, it, it is a really good solid company, you know, earnings wise and whatever, we'll see what it's going to do this quarter. And keep in mind that we're just, we have just closed the fourth quarter. So all these results um, are going to come from the fourth quarter. So this is going to be very interesting because we had a strong holiday season. We had uh, a lot of buying, a lot of PayPal was, uh, you know, uh, PayPal was used, Amazon, yeah, Microsoft, Apple. So I think uh, if these numbers are going to be strong, I think that we're heading towards a more bullish Q1 and we should look a little bit more to the upside and not be really focused on shorting all the time. Yeah. And uh, even though, like I said, you know, the the daily charts are still struggling with resistance. Some of them are not. And some of them are flying higher. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, even stocks that have been beat up like Meta, uh, even NVIDIA, even Microsoft or mm -hmm. even Amazon. You know, these are stocks that have been uh, beat up, but. Uh, we're seeing that they're, you know, they're kind of like holding into these supports into into these uh, into these really, uh, you know, kind of like a, a pandemic low supports, yeah, and yeah. they're trying to rotate. Yeah. So they're literally trying to come back. So we'll see what this is going to bring. Um, I think that Amazon is going to be higher for this quarter. We'll see how the earnings are going to be. Uh, so far, it's doing a little bit of a squeeze here. So it's it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting, the pattern that they're forming right now. Yeah, um, it seems like the macro, if we went into a recession, uh, the idea of all this cloud investment might go out the window, which I think has hurt Amazon and Microsoft recently. Yeah. So if there's not a real big of the fear of uh, the recession as much, then obviously the cloud spending can come back in. And that's why these guys could bounce back up. I want to do a couple of things before we run out of time here, because we do have uh, earnings coming out Friday. And I was going to say, uh, Anka, do a little analysis on uh, four bank stocks, and then I'm going to throw it over to Fausto, who could do analysis a little bit or give some opinion on it. So let's start with a JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and Goldman. Let's see if I, we what those yeah. four look like. I read your mind. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> the lead Morgan. dogs, the lead dogs. You know? <laughs> yeah. JP Morgan. Well, we are already, I am already in the stock at 133. This is, uh, this was my buy, uh, 133.20. And uh, it looks like, you know, it really wants to break above this, uh, uh, above this range. Now, this range right here is just into this prior high from 2019. Right. So it's going to be very interesting to see if it's going to break the 2019 high. And as well, uh, you know, this little, let's say, pullback buy, let's say bull flag, whatever you want to
want to call it base, uh, if it's really capable of breaking above and making new highs and higher here. So I think earnings are going to be a catalyst for this. If not, if it breaks below the 200 SMA, I think that, you know, things are going to move south, but it should have pretty good, uh, pretty good earnings. I don't think, you know, in moments of inflation, banks are thriving. They're not suffering at all. Yeah. So I think JP Morgan is good. Citibank as well, uh, not as great as JP Morgan. Um, oh, and by the way, Goldman Sachs is going to lay off like 4,000 people or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 3,200, right? 3,200. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be interesting. What to does watch. GS look like up there? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just not going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see because, you know, they're reducing costs. So the stock may be doing better because of that, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So anyways, massive level of support that we're seeing uh, in uh, City as well. And again, we have the same technical pattern. We have, we have the higher low. This is the first indication that the pattern may be wanting and it's really striving to continue a little bit higher. Uh, the first target would be into the 50. That's really strong resistance. It breaks 50. It's going to go higher. If it's going to get rejected from 50, I think it's going to go back lower. Uh, Wells Fargo. Um, WFC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we all get a moment. You know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So here we have the support higher low and another higher low right here. We have definite a lot of resistance from 45 to about 40, uh, 48 or so. And it's kind of like, you know, uh, we're, we're trying to reverse from this big trend that we had this whole entire year. So we fell apart right here. Now we're trying to change and we're trying to lift a little bit higher, slower. This was a fast move down. So staircase up, elevator down. So this is exactly what, what happened here. So uh, really sharp move to the downside. We have a low, we have a higher low and another higher low right here. So the pattern may be trying to push a little bit higher. I would say that if this, uh, let's say this quarter uh, is going to be able, if Wells Fargo is going to be able to trade above these highs, over here, the 48s, 49s. Uh, the, this is going to be conducive of getting into the 50. And a blast 50 is going to try to attempt to go the new high. But again, we're going to see, is there going to be a recession? Is the inflation slowing down? I mean, there are so many factors in here. And what are yeah. uh, what are the earnings results going to be? And then we have uh, Bank of America. I think this is the last bank, the major bank that is going to report. Very similar pattern with Wells Fargo. We have a low equal low, we have a higher low right here, but in this context from that elevator down, same context, elevator down, and then perhaps we're going to try to lift a little bit higher here. So staircase uh, to the upside. Again, the big line in the sand is going to be into the $36, $37. We break $37, $37.50. We're going to start climbing higher. Uh, actually, the monthly charts are looking better. And, you know, throughout the uh, uh, throughout the banks and financials, uh, major timeframes are looking a lot better because they're still holding the uptrend. Yeah. So this was, yeah. And if you look well, at they got it, good, it, they got good dividends. They got net interest yeah. income. Uh, so their free cash flow is going to be huge and their P ratios are low. So they've got a trifecta of reasons why they should be good. However, that chart does look like at some point people didn't like them. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the uh, financial crisis that came 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, the chop and slop that followed in 2009. And this is like kind of like the QE that followed. And then uh, we had the 2020, um, the uh, pandemic low here. We mm -hmm. tested at a big technical knot and then we lifted higher. So we're still trading higher than the pandemic low. And if you look at it, I think I would say I'm not let's put a fib just a curiosity uh, yeah. but it's yeah it's trading into the 50 percent retracement literally the bounce of 61.8 percent this is very interesting this is what institutions love that 61.8 percent the long-term mm -hmm. uh investors like uh so bottom line if it trades above uh this uh, 37 dollars i think it's gonna start going higher but we'll see there are a lot of factors writing uh this year so it's going to be uh i would say a day by day even if you're a swing trader it's going to be a day by day so <laughs> it helps if you're a day trader as well and have a good handle on the market uh and um it's going to be one of those years where you have to be hands-on yeah yeah hey fausto what do you think of these banks you know I, I honestly i'm not a fan of the banks they haven't done anything you no. know i mean like i mean I you gotta get, you get, get a dividend anyway so what <laughs> i know no i'm saying if that's your game but you got to make you got to make back for the dividend. I could tell you yeah. other stocks that give you better dividend. There's a stock called CSQ. That stock pays you eight percent dividend on it, and it pays you every month, not at the end of the year. Every month it pays you, you know, um, to cover it. So there are other, and it's a lot cheaper. The banks, I mean, they haven't really gone anywhere. I mean, I live here in New York, and I'll tell you. I mean, I don't know if everybody realizes it. There's a major problem going in New York City. I mean, obviously you see the crime and everything else is going on, yeah, but oh, like yeah. the buildings are. 40 to 50% vacant. A lot of these, uh, and what's happening is they raise the taxes so much, they mm -hmm. raise the gas so much that a lot of these uh, banks are not lending money anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? So that kind of like gets me a little nervous. We're talking about this inflation that's going on. I mean, you hear about Goldman Sachs laying people off. Yeah. I mean, they, listen, these are the godfather of Wall Street. You don't screw around. They don't lay anybody off. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, if they, and, and the people that work there are not working and making, you know, six-figure salaries. These people are making seven, eight-figure salaries. I mean, these are, they're the best of the best because um, they get paid for it. But very rarely they do that. So I'm a little nervous. I mean, there's other industries that have been doing pretty well. That, like, I like to focus on, if I was going to do any swing trades, I like to focus on the industries that got destroyed, like like EV stocks. I mean, like, look what happened yeah, with Tesla. Yeah. Look what happened with... Uh, and and neo has been coming back, huh? Neo ChargePoint had a good move today, this morning. Oh, yeah. CHPT had a yeah. really nice pop. It ran from like nine to almost over ten for ten thirty this morning. So I mean, there were a lot of uh, a lot of really interesting stocks that are moving. And you just gotta find them where they're getting. As long as you're buying them at the right price, that's what's key. You know, I don't think you're gonna get hurt with the banks anymore. Than other than God forbid, we, I mean, if you remember back in the day, the financial crisis. I mean, oh yeah. my God, yeah. that was like uh, talking about crap in your pants. Like I mean, yeah. I remember my own Citibank at a dollar. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, so um, C CNX is an energy company, uh, which with ChargePoint, with yeah, no CNX, the one you mentioned that pays at a uh, monthly. Uh, oh, CSQ. Oh, CSQ. I'm sorry. CSQ. They, 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 there's a few of them. They've been around for, I mean, almost like 20 years. They pay like almost an eight percent dividend. Right. You know, and you know, and I own, I own a lot of shares of this stock. Actually, I got my whole family and everything in it. Yeah. Um, it was a great buy when the market crashed a little bit when it went down to six, but you know, it, yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. go on, but it pays you every month, you know, yeah. which is nice about it. So on the yeah. fourth, you get your dividend check 
and, and, and so on. So there are a lot of these kind of stocks out there. So don't always think like, oh, I like G because it pays a dividend. I mean, like there are some good stocks that pay good dividends. Well, if the dividend pays like you're talking about, that's taking uh, off your principal every time. You know what I mean? As far as, you know, it's reducing your risk. You know, as soon as you got uh, 10 of those, that means you got almost 100 percent of your capital back, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. And it's just going you could compound it over and over again. But yeah. um, but there are other stocks like like I was I, I was you know, I was laughing when you brought up uh, when you brought up uh, Carnival Cruise Line. I was looking at him like, wow, yeah. that was a good call. That looks like I had a good little move right there. I was going to trade it. And then I sort of kind of hit resistance. I kind of backed off on it. But the, you just got to see what's going on in the industry. I'll be really careful with certain stocks with going into this year and then obviously going into a you know presidential election, too. But, yeah. you know, what's going on in New York is not really cool. It's not doesn't look pretty good. You know, no. so you don't have any nurses anymore either. Right. The nurses are all walking out. Right? Oh, there's a big yeah, there's a big strike this morning. I mean, yeah. like it's it's listen, these little things, you know, like the traders you have to understand is that. Unfortunately, catastrophes for us are big opportunities, you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. And they always look like, "Why are you so negative?" I'm like, "I'm not negative. I'm I'm positive." I mean, with with mm -hmm. that news, that's going to help you find things that like that you could that you could benefit from. I mean, listen, we make money going short. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, what's wrong with that? I mean, if you're not going to do it, somebody else is going to do it. Yeah. You just got to make sure you're on the right side. You're just following the orders and see where else is going. But try not to be, you know, to try not to 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 be smarter than the market because you'll 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 get beat up all the time. Hey, what are you seeing on DD? I picked it up at a buck and a half, and you know it's a ride-sharing company in China. And my theory was once these guys get out of their apartment, somebody's going to need a ride. <laughs> Which so, one was it? DIDIY, uh, and uh, it's a ride. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the Uber of uh, China. And like yeah, I say, when, obviously, if nobody's leaving their apartment, nobody needs a ride, right? The only thing it doesn't come up on my, my, you know, like it doesn't come up on my. I don't see any orders out there. Oh, so it's okay. Not a NASDAQ, so, yeah. It's not a Nasdaq national stock. But by you saying that, there's EDU, there's TAL, T A L. Okay. Um, yeah, these are all like all Chinese stocks that obviously made a little bit of a comeback. I mean, EDU was a two hundred dollar stock. I mean, this thing dropped all the way down. To about two dollars and had to do a reverse stock split um to kind of get it back up to it i mean dude, yeah when i when well, they, they didn't they nationalize tal and that's what made it go from 90 down to zero almost and maybe Something they're like. not they're now going to loosen that up a little bit because that's their whole thing is they need growth and to get growth they got to relax all of this hard hard line stuff a little bit right and and you'll you'll notice that by seeing how the stock is moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like one example, like people have realized. I mean, like when when the Democrats took over, their big thing was all about the Green New Deal, right? So you think like all the EV stocks would take off. One of them was like ChargePoint. But look what's happening. It's getting crushed. Yeah. It got destroyed. I mean, it was at the highs around like thirty five, forty dollars. I mean. Forty dollars. I mean, it was doing great. Why? I mean, everyone has to have one of these in their house to kind of like charge these cards. Um, but. You know, and then you look at Tesla. Tesla was at the highs of, of four hundred. Things down to hundred in the past yeah. two months. It was down almost seventy five percent. Was three hundred down to hundred. But big big support levels at hundred. If you yeah. look at level four, there were big buyers at you know right around that hundred. So you just got to be patient, you know, and get at the right price. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we run out of time here, let's spend a little time on what each of you guys uh, do for people. So that when they uh, give you a call, they know exactly what you can kind of provide. Let's start over with Anka. A little bit about, again, um, uh, some of the different services you have and some of the different things you bring to the table for these guys. 
All right. So um, we do provide training education for uh, stocks and for futures. This is something that I have specialized in since uh, the inception of Trade Out Loud in 2010. And uh, we do have actually a free webinar that is coming up uh, this Thursday, uh, and it is scheduled for 7 p.m. Eastern. So if you're interested, you can probably see our post on Twitter or Facebook, or uh, you could just head on to our website and you're going to have like a pop-up, uh, you're going to have like a pop-up window when you log in on um, just make sure you um, just punch in your email address and uh, you're, this is, this is it. So uh, you could just uh, put your name here, your email address, and uh, we will send you an invitation to our event is about how you can create income in 2023 and how you can create your own wealth ecosystem and uh also you know put some money aside you know and start investing and uh, this may be or may not be the year we're gonna have to wait and see like i said it's kind of like a day-by-day -day basis but i do like investing opportunities and especially in dividend stocks and uh if you're interested in our services we provide a futures trading room we also provide the stock swing trader which is uh uh, alerts for swing trading. We make your life super easy. We do all the work. We analyze the market. You're going to receive every uh, Monday an email from us with a video with uh, the market outlook and trades. We're going to analyze the trades that we have just closed. We also have uh, uh, an active portfolio where we update our clients every single time. You know, there's uh, something that uh, you know, it needs to be updated in your trade. We also provide private Twitter feed for that. We also have a private Twitter feed and a Discord room for uh, for the futures trading room as well. We provide performance portfolio as well. Uh, and within the performance portfolio, provide you in any program that you join, we provide you with a share size calculator, with the position size calculator, if you're trading futures, which is a, lot, a little bit more harder to do than for stocks uh, with a little bit of a different approach. Uh, so we provide a hand by hand. So all of these programs um, are for individuals that are just starting out to real professional traders. We do have some hedge funds that are into our program as well into the uh, stock trader as well as into the um, as well as into the futures trading room. So if you're interested, we also have uh, have some uh, really great opportunities. If you want to get your feet wet, we have a one day pass and a five day pass. If you think that, hey, you want to make a commitment for the yearly or the monthly, we can provide this for you. Uh, we also have provide coaching. We provide uh, we, we provide funding for uh, if you don't want to risk your hard earned uh, cash. Uh, we provide funding for uh, for your uh, trading. Uh, we provide trading education for futures, uh, day trading, swing trading, swing trading and investing, technical analysis. So pretty much everything that is trading. And I trade every single day. So you can find me in the trading room or on the private Twitter feed updating uh, our swing trading members. Okay, great. And that's a lot of stuff. So give uh, Anka a call and get uh, acquainted what uh, what she can do for you. Uh, Fausto, again, a little bit about what uh, you can bring to the table. Obviously, there's a lot of unique things that you're doing. So just explain that again. Yeah, sure. If, uh, I'll just share my screen if you can. I'll just show them where to look. Just uh, There you go. All right. Um, screen two. Yeah, so basically, if you go to CTU's website uh, right here, Cyber University. Uh, let's give you the link right there and my chat. There we go. Uh, I just I just posted. It. Oh, you just posted. Okay, great. So right there, you could see. Um, we'll just we're basically doing a free webinar. It's coming up on January 12, 12 o'clock. It will be recorded. If you do register, I will give you a copy of my book. You can go to Amazon, pay seventy. You pay 
$47, or I'll give it to you for free. I'd rather you get it for free. I'd rather you guys learn and dish out money to Amazon. So um, there's a couple of videos. You can see there's a video of me on NASDAQ. If you want to learn a little bit more about NASDAQ Total View, how it basically works. But um, I'm going to cover basically how to find stocks, how we use level three, how do we use level four, um, how to basically find out which dominant market, market makers run certain stocks. If you like what I was showing you about the level four, about how to follow orders, having a game plan, I'll show you how to basically do that. And in less than like a 40, listen, I could teach you less than 10, 15 minutes. With that, then you'll be able to come into my trading room. Um, be happy to join us in there. And you could see all my instructors working with coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching, have VIP passes, all that stuff. So I don't want to sit there and bore you too much. Just take your time, register it. If you can't make it, it's recorded. You can come next week. But, um, you know, like I said, if you want to know how to specifically learn how to day trade with a little bit of style of following orders, this is an opportunity for you. Okay, guys, thanks for being here. As far as optionprofessor.com is concerned, we do have a couple of PDF reports, ones on hedging, downside risk, and upside surprises like we've seen in the last 48 hours. And also we have a one-on-one -on -one hour-long session where you can ask questions of us and we can help you, help you with the things that you're looking at and uh, be a sounding board. And obviously we share the ideas we have as well. That's optionprofessor.com. Hey, Anka and Fausto, thank you very much for being here. This was a great meeting and uh, wish you guys have a great 2023 okay and i'm going to send it back to david thank you so much thanks for having me all right yeah great show today ton of good info so uh just a quick reminder for everyone be sure to subscribe to timing research on youtube and your favorite podcast app also you can just go to timingresearch.com to get access to any of the uh, uh shows or presentations there um also if you subscribe to anything on substack timing research uh, the updates are on Substack now too, so you can get updates on events and recordings and everything that way as well. Uh, so I just want to thank my guests again today, Fausto Puglisi of CyberTradingUniversity.com. Great to have you back on the show today. And Anka Metcalf of TradeOutloud.com. Thank you for being here. And uh, the Option Professor of OptionProfessor.com. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, David, for having us.